Welcome to the Economic Development Matters podcast, brought to you by Edmonton Global, hosted by me, Brianna Morris, and my colleague, Sherry Baslama. Sherry and I work together at Edmonton Global, an economic development agency that represents 14 municipalities that make up the Edmonton metropolitan region. Home to 1.4 million people and generating $105 billion in GDP, our region is Canada's fifth largest economy, and we're just getting started. At Edmonton Global, our purpose is to transform and grow the economy of the Edmonton region. And we do that by attracting foreign direct investment and quality jobs. We also support our local businesses to expand internationally. On this podcast, we talk about economic development matters and why it matters. We discuss how we can best compete in the global marketplace and build a sustainable and prosperous economy to enhance the quality of life for the people in our communities. Our guest today is Mark Nakoda, manager of the Harvest Sky Region Economic Development Corporation. Mark, thanks for being here. No, absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for inviting me. So maybe can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> sure. Um, so I, I was born in Vancouver, uh, but didn't live there very much. Grew up in Fort Saskatchewan, up by Edmonton. Yeah. And uh, But I've been living in the Hanna, in Hannah in the area for over 25 years now. Hannah's in Alberta, right? West, uh, or sorry, East Central Alberta? East Central, Southeast, yeah. Southeast, yeah. yeah. Um, down, by, down by Drumheller for those people that don't know Hannah too well. I'm trying to, I definitely have been to Drumheller. I've been to Three Hills. I'm trying to think if I've been to Hannah. I don't think I have. Um, the map that you have on your website for where Hannah is located was very helpful for me. Oh, you're welcome. But so now, now we're your next destination, right? There you go, yeah. So speaking of like, so Hannah and whether we've been there, um, I, I should say to listeners, so I met Mark at a government consultation in Red Deer um, with what was then the Ministry of Agriculture and Forestry. And I learned a new term. I don't live in rural, in a rural area. I live in a urban area. That's what I was told. Um, so I live, yeah, in our Drossen in the Edmonton region, but apparently because I'm close enough to Edmonton, I'm not rural, I'm urban. So it's a, the blend of the words rural and urban. And Mark and I got into a little bit of discussion, you know, of, you know, what counts as rural. <laughs> um, that's interesting, yeah. right, though, because a lot of our municipalities, I think, think of themselves as rural. But you're telling me then that all out of all the 14 municipalities that we represent, they'd all be considered urban. I mean, this is still, it's still subjective. Yeah. Um, but I just had never heard the the term urban before and it was an interesting insight um and uh yeah i'm really excited to be talking with you that we're talking with you today mark because it was um such a learning experience for me to understand the different kind of challenges we have in the edmonton region with with economic development and then the kind of challenges that you're facing in those more rural <laughs> um, um, communities so yeah tell us a little bit more about the harvest sky region what municipalities are all included yeah, so Har Harvest Sky, we're made up of three municipalities. So we're the town of Hannah, uh, Village of Youngstown, and Special Areas Number Two. So Special Areas uh, is quite a huge area in the province. Uh, we figured out the land mass uh, the other day. I was looking. We're I think we have about as much land or more land than Vancouver Island. So uh, fairly oh, wow. fairly large area, but very sparsely uh, populated. So. Yeah, Harvest Sky is uh, is interesting, interesting challenge, and, and I like the way I'd never heard urban before. Is that the way you uh, the way you put it? So, we definitely out here we we, we kind of giggle every now and then, and it's when when people in certain areas call themselves rural. So, 
And, and it's a bit of a sticking point sometimes, especially when it comes to, to grant funding and other programs that we get lumped in with, and, um, you know, parts of the province that uh, always believe they're rural because everybody in Alberta thinks they're, they're rural, <laughs> uh, you know, but you, you see a red deer or a Camrose or a Strathmore and we kind of giggle because, and maybe it's, it's a definition thing. Like maybe we're rural remote because, you know, in, in all of that land mass, we have, you know, 5,000 people living out here and we're two hours away from Calgary and red deer and stuff. So, Rural to us takes on a whole new meaning than it does for for some pseudo city people. I guess you want to, if you want to put it that way. That makes sense. Um, you mentioned you grew up in Fort Saskatchewan. How did you end up in Hannah? <laughs> um, well, graduated high school in in the fort. Uh, went to Camrose for a few years. Went to Augustana, great school. Uh, ended up meeting my future wife there, and. Just, just the way it worked out, um, you know, she grew up in Hannah and we met in Camrose and ended up with a job offer down here at the time with uh, the Alberta Treasury Branch, ATB, and uh, have been here ever since. So, yeah. What do you like about your region? Uh, you know, the people, the people are great. The lifestyle is great. Um, you know, growing up near the city there you definitely sometimes miss uh, the the convenience of a movie theater and a mall. But, you know, as I get older, every time I go back to the city, I, I get a little more frustrated with, with the pace and the traffic and everything else. So just that easygoing lifestyle uh, and, and being able to, to walk to work, um, you know, on a daily basis is just, those are some of the nice, the nice things. Can you tell us a little bit more about Harvest Sky Economic Development? Um, how long has it existed? Um, we're we're just turned ten, I think it is, just over ten years old. Okay. Started off as a Cactus Corridor Economic Development Corporation. Uh, I was actually on town council when we started it, and what what we wanted back in the day was um, an arm's length uh, economic development entity from from the municipality, so it had the potential to do to do projects or deals that uh, an actual municipality couldn't enter into. Right. So there, there's pluses and minuses on being arm's length, but the plus is a, a little bit more flexibility than, than sometimes being a direct arm of government will allow. So we set it up as a, as a, a corp, as a part nine company, a nonprofit ent- entity in the province. So, and then the, uh, the municipalities are my shareholders basically. Yeah, very similar to yeah. Edmonton Global, the way it's structured, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, can you speak to some of the benefits of being arm, arm's length? Like, what, what can you do that municipalities couldn't do? Um, again, I think just, just the flexibility of, of when you're looking at projects or, or business deals that you're not, you don't have to. And you, even though um, municipal councillors are, are my board members, but you don't have to directly follow the municipal government act or, or some of the other acts that a municipality would have to, if they're trying to do a project or get involved in, in a particular grant. So again, just that flexibility to be, to, to be nimble and to move on something quicker than, than having to follow through all the municipal rules is, is kind of probably the biggest advantage. 
Yeah, I was poking around on your website a little bit and looking, taking a look at your strategic plan. And I saw that in there kind of a directive that Harvest Sky should make deals and take on risk. Can you talk a little bit about what kind of risks or deals that you're referencing there? <laughs> yeah, so so a few years ago, we had uh, Doug Griffiths and his 13 Ways uh, group do some, some planning for Harvest Sky in the region as a result of our, our coal plant uh, uh, changing. And one of his recommendations, uh, and, and you'll see this, especially in remote rural Alberta, is, is that lots of times uh, business itself won't, won't take risks out here. Um, and whether that's a housing development or, or commercial development, um, lots of times municipalities or government has to, has to start that process rolling. So the recommendation is, is to, you know, if there's an, an opportunity that we see, um, but we can't find a, a business entity that's willing to take on the risk, um, you know, maybe it's time for Harvest Sky or, or the government organization somehow to start the ball rolling and actually be the business itself, get it off the ground. And, and there's, there's historical background to this. So like AGT, Alberta Government Telephones, tell us, you know, uh, obviously back in the day, they weren't going to start uh, a private enterprise, wasn't going to put phone lines all over the province. So right. the government did it or uh, or you get the gas co-ops in rural Alberta had to do it for gas, per, um, getting gas to residents. Um, specifically in our area, you know, special areas, not, not, not the Harvest Sky portion, but out in Oyen, which is a community just to the east of us. I've been Special there. Areas, you've been there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, another great little rural town, very close to the Saskatchewan border. But uh, again, um, special areas in the town of Oyen recognize some opportunity, uh, and they—they they, long story short, they put in a short line railroad, started a uh, a rail a rail park project to get it off the ground, and are now in the process. I believe are in the process of selling it to to private enterprise now that the business is up and, and successfully running. So the, the risk is really getting things off the ground when business won't do it. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mark, you mentioned uh, uh, the coal plant uh, changing in Hannah. So that was the bulk of the jobs in Hannah, wasn't it? And then, and then what's happened, I guess, since, since that changed and it, yeah, tell us about, tell us about that. Yeah. So, so the provincial climate leadership plan, uh, few, uh, more than a few years ago now, I guess time flies, um, of course, was transitioning coal uh, out of the power mix uh, in the province. So they uh, targeted our coal plant uh, at Sheerness here to basically to, to get off coal. Um, the initial initially looked at uh, shutting down the plant or could have been a full shutdown, representing you know, 10% of our, our population. You're, you're talking between the coal mine and the power plant, uh, upwards of 300 well-paying jobs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our population in, in Hannah at the time being about 3,000 people, that's 10% of our population out of work. So uh, obviously some some really negative repercussions, um, families moving out of town, housing prices, all those kind of negative things that come with that. So luckily the, the plant has transitioned to natural gas and uh, is still up and running. But even with that, uh, the coal mine lost most of the jobs at the time and, and the power plant, it doesn't take nearly as many 
people to run a, a natural gas power plant as, as a coal plant. So very, very difficult losing your, your big industry in, in such a region. So what happens then in terms of those folks that lost their jobs? Do they leave to find jobs elsewhere? Does it impact the population in general? Yeah, absolutely. And that was, and that, it was funny. So I was up taking some courses up in Edmonton a few years ago. And uh, one of my classes was, uh, was an energy economics, energy economics class. And we got into a good discussion one day about the coal plant because that's when it was first transitioning. And and I said, hey, like we're, we're losing upwards of 150 to, to 200, potentially 300 jobs. And, and some of the people in the class were, were from Edmonton. And, uh, and they said, well, I mean, what, what's a couple hundred jobs? I mean, yeah, it's jobs, it's people. You'd never want to downplay somebody's livelihood. But at the end of the day, a, a number is a number. And I said, well, let's put that in context again for, for the city people. That's 10% of our population. That's like 100,000 people in Edmonton losing their job tomorrow. Yeah. And I think it started to hit home as to the repercussions. So in the one place we, we found that we were, there's been lots of support. Um, the federal government has given us lots of support. They've been really good over the last few years. But the one place that kind of fell short was the effects on the community. So as you're mentioning, we, we had lots of people move out of town, lots of the young families, uh, and, uh, and it really devastated lots of the business and, and the housing sector. So you see the, those effects, and we're, we're starting to come out of it a little bit. We're starting to see people move back to the region for the affordable housing and for the lifestyle and stuff. But again, it's, it's lots of times it's not a one-on-one-for-one yeah. job. So you, you lose a, a power engineer out of the plant who makes well in excess of $100,000 and maybe a retiree or, or a low-income person uh, moves back, which is great, but you lose that that economic base. So it's it's been an adjustment for sure. Yeah, I, I'd imagine other small businesses would have been affected, restaurants or or other areas where people used to spend money. Yeah, absolutely. And, and But there's also the, the the, the behind the scene, I don't want to say behind the scenes, but the, the consequences, I mean, the economics are out in front of your face, the population, the, the jobs, but the, uh, the social effects are the ones that people don't see. So as people are losing their livelihood and then you get the alcoholism, the drug abuse, the, the um, family issues, those, those social issues are the ones that, that often get dropped. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, been difficult but like i said i think we're starting to, to come out the other side a bit now what do you how why are you coming out on the other side like what have there been initiatives that have that have helped the situation or or what what is making it better now yeah um you know it's i, I kind of hearken it to the uh what is the how many stages of grief and then some of those things so your initial initial shock of losing uh, losing that and, and all the negative consequences that come with it. And now that people have adjusted and, and haven't seen necessarily the doom and gloom, uh, we've some, seen some business initiatives. Uh, the coal plant ha- has transitioned. They're, they're starting to sell Humalite, which is a kind of a byproduct of the coal, and it's good for farming. I'm not an expert by any stretch, but they've actually started to hire some people back uh, to capture that, cool. uh, that benefit. 
And then, as I mentioned, we've done a lot of marketing to, um, to promote the affordability and the lifestyle that we have. So you're seeing uh, um, people move out of larger urban centers like Calgary, Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal are, are locating here now because it's affordable to live here compared to compared to the city life. And, and it's in two respects, uh, you know, retirees selling a, an expensive house in the city and buying a cheaper place here and putting money for the retirement in the bank or, or work from home families and stuff because we have a excellent internet connected connectivity. So we're, we're starting to see people move back to the region to take advantage of what we do have. So it's, it's starting to work out that way. That's excellent. Are there other economic opportunities maybe that you want to highlight that exist in your region? Yeah. So, and that's, that's obviously, you know, in economic development, that's our job is trying to build on our strengths. And the one thing we've always had out here is agriculture, Um, no matter which coal plant or we were a rail town for many years before that. So we're trying to build on agriculture um, as a strength. And then, you know, as I mentioned, cheap or affordable land, uh, whether it's residential housing or, or industrial working on industrial parks out here to take advantage of that and uh, and you know access to energy so natural gas uh, potentially uh, CCS technology and stuff like that so again it's it's a long process but I think we have lots of advantages we just need to promote them yeah you so you said we there mark so tell me about your team uh well harvest sky has has one team member <laughs> Uh, that's myself, but wow. you know, it's, that was a yeah, little cheeky, it, Brianna, because you knew <laughs> the answer to that question. <laughs> I'm very impressed though, truly. And like seeing your website, like, yeah, that's a lot for one person, Mark. Um, you're doing a great job. Thanks. I appreciate it, but it, it's certainly not, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not the only person. So we, we have partnerships, um, as I mentioned, the federal government. So, so through the loss of the coal plant, they stepped up with a lot of uh, the uh, CCTI, so the Can- Canadian Canada Coal Transition Initiative. So uh, a fairly sizable pool of funding, and, and not specific just to our region. I know uh, you know the Forestburg region uh, north of us, uh, Stony Plain. Some of those regions also got some of that money. But um, you know, we through that process, the last couple of years, we've been able to engage lots of stakeholders, partnerships marketing companies to help us with websites and some of that stuff. So it's, it's not just me. Um, but I have, you know, we have great partnerships locally with our municipalities too. And, um, you know, the, the one thing I've always said is, uh, your, your biggest strength or weakness, I guess, can be your attitude. And, you know, it's been difficult. It's been hard, but people are starting to see the other side and, and working, directly with uh, you know the town of hannah special areas and, and youngstown really good partnerships and we're all harvest sky has kind of branded and got us on the same page and and have always worked really well together so you know i'm the i'm the only harvest sky employee but i'm certainly not the only team member out here right i'm curious to know just being one person i know you have partnerships but it's a big area that you represent how do you kind of stay in tune with the different areas and kind of the economic activity that's happening across the region? Um, yeah, it's, it's not easy. I, I don't get out of my office as much as I nearly should, but uh, again, it's, it's communicating. We have regular, regular meetings with our partners and, and 
um, yeah, just keeping those communication channels open so that we try and work together as, as, as much as we can for sure. And do you have any current initiatives or big projects going on that you want to talk about? Yeah. So again, like I said, building on our strengths. So we're looking at that agriculture value added agriculture and it's funny, uh, you know, we're, we're, we like to call agriculture our strength. And then we see, uh, announcements that vertical farming and stuff is going into the cities in Calgary and Edmonton. And yeah. we're like, geez, can't you leave us anything? Please? <laughs> but, uh, so uh, we're working really hard on, on some of those initiatives. Uh, we have the industrial park uh, again, trying to highlight what we can bring to the table there. So looking at things that, that nece- don't necessarily want to go in a, a highly populated area, whereas we can st- we can situate stuff out here where, where it's not next to people. So there's advantage there. Uh, and then of course, looking at residential attraction, tourism and all those other buzzwords that uh, economic developers use. So. Well, I really appreciated the conversation, uh, learned a great deal about kind of the differences between what we're doing, representing more urban area and what you're doing um, rurally. Uh, thanks so much for being here today, Mark. Yeah. Any final thoughts for our listeners or advice for us uh, pseudo urbanites? <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's, it's, yeah, no, I really appreciate the time and thanks. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not a competition for sure between us and, and or more urban areas. It's just a different mindset. And, you know, it, it's, it's always interesting to get together. I know we were up at that, uh, the EDA ministry dinner the other, the other night and, you listen to uh, to some of the the stories Strathcona County and their their resources and their team and and you know you guys with Edmonton Global and your team and then yeah you come down here and you're you're looking at your budget and your team and uh, you know it's it's always it's always a challenge but it's not a competition and that's the great part so yeah so and where can people go to learn more about Harvest Sky and maybe get in touch with you. Yeah, harvestsky.ca is our website. Um, lots of information and information not just on economic development, but uh, resident attraction, tourism, connections, uh, some of the work we're doing, uh, obviously, on industrial and, and business. But, you know, the great part, we've been able to do some some advertising videos, so it's showcasing our region and, and, again, that lifestyle I was talking about. And, of course, my contact information's on there, so... Go to the website. It's a great place to start. Thanks so much for your time, Mark. That was a really interesting conversation, Brianna. Thanks so much for inviting him. That was a really good idea. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I. Um, so as I mentioned, you know, at the start of the episode, I, I met him in a consultation, and there were others there as well from you know more rural communities than the Edmonton region, and it was a really humbling experience for me just to, to learn the very different sort of challenges that their economic developers are, are dealing with. Like they're dealing with community survival because right. um, so much more of the world we're moving more into the cities. Um, and it, yeah, it was just a humbling experience for me where it's, you know, Edmonton Global, we're working to, we already have a great economy and we're building off of that. We want to uh, globally compete and, and, you know, build, make our economy even bigger and, you know, move into, you know, clean energy and technology and all this where they're looking at like 
How do we get people to move to our community? Like, it's really basic. It struck me when he was talking about, you know, that affordability that they they feel like people could move into their communities and work remotely. And, um, you know, we often talk about talent as a major um, investment attraction asset that we use. Um, But with people being able to work remotely, um, there is potential to, to, you know, that that loses some of its value maybe? Yeah. uh, Actually, and I'm thinking to the episode we just did with Todd Babiak in Tasmania, where it's kind of a similar thing. It's like, what lifestyle do people want to live? It's not for everybody, um, but for the people that want that lifestyle, it's possible nowadays. Um, And I just, yeah, and I love Mark and how, you know, he's like, it's not a competition and, you know, we're all Albertans. (laughs) Um, And and yeah, I just, yeah, it was a great conversation and a really great guy and they're working really hard. The other thing that I found interesting was that whole idea of governments taking on a project or mm-hmm. kind of de-risking it for um, for business. I think that's something that we're trying to do here around hydrogen with the Edmonton Region Hydrogen Hub, where yep. we're trying to de-risk it for industry to start to adopt new practices and make investments. So there's some parallels, but there's certainly some stark differences. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Have to be very um, get very creative and very clever with the the uh, with the solutions and. I guess uh, the the population thing to their point, you know, if you lose one company, it's a bigger impact. But also if you get one big deal or one new big company coming in, again, that's going to make such a huge proportional impact. So yeah. fewer wins can still be <laughs> in some respects to like just like proportionately big wins. Absolutely. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Economic Development Matters podcast brought to you by Edmonton Global. For more information about Edmonton Global or to get in touch, visit our website at edmontonglobal.ca. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. We hope you learned something new today about Economic Development Matters and why it matters. Until next time, we're your hosts, Sherry and Brianna, signing off.